Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. So I want to share a bit um, tonight on, on church forms and functions. Um, a, a, a while ago, I, um, we shared a bit um, of Encounter 2 at Chauffeur Heidelberg, and um, I shared a bit around this topic, and it was really profound. Um, it was really special for me just to revisit why we are doing certain things. And also think um, in, in the everyday life that we get, we can enter this mode of being a consumer, eh, of consumerism. And when we look at billboards, when we look at advertisements, it always looks quite nice. You know, there's always someone laying on the beach with a cold drink, and um, it, it almost tempts us that is the way it should be, eh? um, to, to lay back, to, to have this life of, of chilling, eh? of the, the, the the less I can do, the better. And um, I, I, I think we sometimes can fall into a trap of doing the same with, with church. Um, and I, I'd like to maybe just revise on, on what, what is the function of the church and what do we do to fulfill that function. And we're going to look at scripture tonight. Um, but first, I want you to maybe think about your life in church. Um, how, did, how, did, how did you grow up? Now, how did you do things? The function of church globally should stay the same. Amen. We're going to speak a bit about what the, the true function of a church is. But the forms may differ. Um, it's almost the, the application of how we get to that function. It, it may differ a bit, may slightly here and there. And I want to share a bit of, about what Shofar says, what is important and how we do things. And let's just look at scripture and um, why that is important and why we do things the way we are doing it. Because if we forget the why, we tend to forget why we do it and then we get less motivated. Amen. So just to see why did God intend things to be certain ways? Why is certain rhythms healthy? Amen. And um, I think it was about four months ago that Henry, he's now in the Netherlands, but he shared a bit about biblical church. Why, what is, if I look at, at the church, what is important and also what is the function? And I just want to highlight a few things that he also said. How to identify a true church, not a perfect church, but a true church. We are, we are not perfect, amen? But we, we, we try to think of healthy rhythms or we want to look at scripture. What does God say? How does healthy rhythms, what, how does it look like? And how can we apply it? So how we identify a true church there are six things that I, that, that I think Henry mentioned, and it's quite important to look at these things. The first one is, uh, a true church teach sound doctrine. 
just just before we go on, um, this this topic tonight it will be loaded. Okay, there will be a lot of things. There will be a lot of things you think about. The Holy Spirit may reveal things to you. Please don't rush past um, something. I'm going to carry on. Okay, so please write that down. If it, if it it's something that you need to take a note of, do that. Okay, I'm going to give us some chance. Um, at the end to pray for one another. It's important that we reflect on these things, why we are doing it, and if our hearts does not align with this, we, we want to ask God to help us. I mean, or to help us align with, with the truths. Okay, so how to identify a true, sh- tr- church. The true church teach sound doctrine. That's the first one. The members of this church bear fruit. Okay, we use the sacraments biblically, we worship in spirit and in truth. Now, almost this song also that we sang now, coming back to the heart of worship. We worship in spirit and in truth. We pray and we go on missions. Okay, and this is all nice things that we do. This is the forms and some of the applications. But the function of the church or the purpose of the church is, is, is the following things. I don't know if you remember, we, about a year or two ago, we had billboards um, on the lampposts that said, love God, love people, reach the world. I don't know if you remember that. But that is the purpose. Man. We should minister to God. We should minister to believers. And we should reach the world. Okay, and there's different ways that we can achieve this goal. Okay, and that, that is the things that we will focus a bit on tonight. And I just want to, to use an example quickly um, to explain this function and form a bit better. If you think of one word that you associate with a holiday, what will that be? I'm not going to ask questions, but think about it. Your question will either be um, resting or maybe cycling for Jurgens, or maybe maybe laying on the beach, maybe swimming, maybe doing some go-karts, you know, something like that. But it will differ. Some of us just like to eat until we are full and then lay again. Eh? So there's, there's different forms that we, we can fulfill this function of resting. That's, that's what we want to do with a holiday. Eh? We want to rest. We want to chill. Okay? And how we do that may differ. Okay, so that, that is quickly to explain what the forms and the functions is. So if we look at the function of church, it's to love God, to love people and to reach the world. So let's look at some scriptures at, at how we do this, okay, in our church. Okay, so we're going to look at Acts chapter 2 from verse 42 to 47. That's our, our first scripture. We're going to look at what does it say. This is... Just some background. This is the first church. Okay? This is uh, Jesus. He ascended to heaven. Pentecost happened. He poured out his Holy Spirit. And this is now the first church. And we want to look at how they do things. Okay? So let's, let's read together. If you have your phone, you're welcome to, or your Bible, you're welcome to read with me. I'm reading from the ESV. Otherwise, you can read with me on the board. From verse 42. And they devoted themselves, that's now the first church, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. 
And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So just to remember, this is Genesis 2, not Acts 2. <clears throat> they also had mistakes. But these were the apostles. They spent time with Jesus. I mean, they, we, we want to look at what the Bible says, what's healthy. And we can see four things. So there's four things they devoted themselves to. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. That's the first one. And therefore, teaching as, as we are doing now is important. That's one of the things they devoted themselves to. Okay, by listening to someone who has the gift of teaching, it's important. So when you listen to a sermon or you come to church, it's important. It's one of the things that they devoted themselves to. I can think in these days also, they were with Jesus, and Jesus shared a lot of parables. So probably they were sharing a lot of parables, explaining the parables, thinking of how it worked. You know, thinking about what did Jesus say? Just living away of Jesus, how Jesus did. Then the second thing they devoted themselves to, and this is a, a bit of a bigger topic, but it's also quite a broad term, but I'm going to explain it to us. It's the fellowship. Okay, this sounds quite wide, but if you think of fellowship, we all think of gathering together, amen? But this word, um, it's, it's about sharing. That's the Greek word is about sharing. That's basically the definition of it, to share amongst with what we have. It's also the word where the Father, Holy Spirit, and the Son is in fellowship with one another. That's the word. Um, and we, ha we all have the Holy Spirit. And we share in the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's different to, to share a conversation with someone that has the Holy Spirit than with someone else. No? We know it's, it's just different. Amen. And therefore, there's something special to spend time together with fellow believers. But this word also means... A few other things, if uh, a lot of times in the New Testament, it's also of sharing resources in some senses. Um, when we look at Philippians 4, it says, where Paul writes to Philippians, he says, And as you Philippians know, at the beginning of my gospel ministry, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in this matter of giving and receiving except you alone. So, so Paul is actually honoring them. And they are sharing with him, probably financially, but also clothes, um, maybe things that he needed, um, that was physically things that he needed. Um, and it's just something to think about. When last have we been open to, to share with one another something that's physical? No? James also says, if, if you see your brother without clothes, you know, and you have two, you know, Two shirts, give it to him. 
It's important to, to think about that. Are we open to, to share? It's not with anyone, though. It is with fellow believers. It is good to share with people outside of the church, but um, it is different when someone is a fellow believer and we share with them. Amen? Get the difference. It's important. But we should care for one another. Also in prayers. Also in, in just caring for one another, praying for one another. Okay, so this fellowship term is, is quite a big one. But just after the, this, it, it also says, and the breaking of bread. And therefore, I just, I just think it's important to just share meals together. And I just want to encourage us to, to get together with one another. Also with, with people outside of church, but to share a meal together. Okay, and that's what the next um, point also comes to. It says, they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread, which is interesting. We may think that, that Luke meant communion. Yeah, that's what comes to mind. And I think definitely they, they used communion. But we can see later in this passage also they said, and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. And this, it looks like this context is more of breaking bread as in eating together. Okay? And definitely we can use communion when we are together. It def will definitely be a good idea. But to share with one another, it's really interesting that Luke, uses this as something that they devoted themselves to. And I, I just think of small group. I'm going to touch on it a bit later. But it's important to, to get together eh, and share a meal, simply eating together. And then the fourth one, the prayers. Praying for one another, devoted to praying for one another. Praying, obviously, to God, but outwardly focused um, it's just some important point when you pray and your prayers are fulfilled does it change your world or does it change the world it's important to to have the outside focus near the fellowship focus am i consistently praying for someone else or for the world that the world is a better place or am i praying that my world is a better place okay it's important that we devote ourselves to pray for one another, for the church. Amen. So just to recap, to listen to the teaching of the apostles, or the apostles were unique, but to listen to teachings, the fellowship to share with one another, breaking of bread, praying. Later in the scripture, it also says they were gathering in the temple, therefore coming to church. Also important. But this can, can really easily become a tick box. Amen. It can easily become something that we tick off. Yes, I prayed for someone. Yes, I listened to a sermon. Yes, I ate with someone. Now I'm a great Christian. Yeah? It doesn't work that way. Amen. It's really important. Jesus always looks at our hearts. He always focuses on our hearts. Wherever we read in the Bible, are we truly loving Jesus? Or am I doing it for some kind of nice reason? Because that's the wrong one. That's what the Pharisees did, eh? the wrong way. Okay, so important to test our hearts when we do these things. Doing the right things, it is more a matter of having the right attitude. So focusing on this 
attitude. Um, let's look at our next scripture. It's from Hebrews 10, from verse 24 and 25. <clears throat> and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the day, as you see the day drawing near. This is just two verses, but it is, it's so full of content. I, I want to read it to you again. I, I've read this many times this week, so I want to give you the opportunity to look again at what we have just read. I'm going to read it again. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we want to look at four points also out of Hebrews 10, these two verses. And it's called the four Ps. If you want to write it down, you're welcome, but I'll, I'll say it when I come there. The first one is preparation. Okay, and it, it's focused on this part that says, and let us consider. Okay, because when we read this verse, often we think about we should love and we should do good works. Amen, that's what we see. But that is not the command in this passage. The command is what's before. It says, and let us consider how eh? to stir up one another to love and good works. So that's the command. To consider how, what does that mean? <laughs> it means that we should stop and consider how to stir other people to love and good works. It means that we should prayerfully thinking about how we can encourage one another as the day is drawing near. It's not about having good works or doing good works. It's about encouraging one another to do good works. Amen? You are your brother's keeper. It is important that all of us take up our cross and, and follow Jesus and stir one another. Amen? If, if someone is dropping out or drifting from the Lord, are you prayerfully considering how to stir them to love and good works? If someone has conflict with another believer, if you see someone isolating themselves from the church, are you prayerfully considering how to encourage them? So this also implies that you are going to do it. But it says that we should consider how we are doing it. Really important to be in a place where we pray for one another, how we can stir one another to love and good works. The second point from this passage is presence, not neglecting to meet together. Great, you are here. That is awesome. <laughs> it's important that we attend. It's also it's it's important that we go to the rhythm the rhythms also that Danu shared in the beginning that our church are following. Okay, we, we need to be present, otherwise we are busy with other things. Okay? 
When we say it's all about you, Jesus, you need to be present. Okay. But being present is the one side. The second P is to participate. Yeah. We need to be participating. It says encouraging one another. <laughs> it says in the beginning, let us consider ours. And now we've considered. Now we need to come. We need to attend. And now we need to encourage one another. Okay, and therefore participating. Legalism comes in when I'm physically present, but spiritually absent. When I'm physically present, but I'm spiritually absent, then it's legalistic. We are Pharisees. Okay, so how are we participating spiritually? We are interacting with the Holy Spirit. That's the one Jesus sent. We are interacting with the Holy Spirit. We seek ways to, to, to be more holy. I mean, we repent of sin. We confess our sins to one another. We pray for one another and we encourage one another. Okay. There's things that we need to be doing when we are participating. And lastly, perspective. The last P. Perspective. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. When we look outside, the world is, is falling apart, guys. The day is coming. If Jesus is coming, what are you going to say? All the, all the more as you see the day drawing near. To encourage one another. These are the things that we need to do. We are the church. There's no one else going to do these, these things. Amen? It's not that guy, it's this guy. Okay, it's important. Okay, and I want to... I want to point out a few things that we as shofar like to do and what we, what we think is, is healthy rhythm, uh, rhythms. <clears throat> we see this in the word. It's natural to come together when we obey the word of God. We, it's also a way of loving God, loving people and reaching the world. And it's called C-triple-S. So C-triple-S um, is church, small group. Self and serve. And these things, we see it all around us, but these are the things that we see as healthy rhythms that we need to be doing. And as well, just need to say it again, if you do all these things and you tick it off, it doesn't make you perfect. Amen? It's not going to make you a great Christian. But we need to be doing this out of a love for Jesus because we see this in the Word. And, and I'm going to explain it to you guys. Going to look at some scriptures to why these are important. And so the first one, I think it's 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 quite common for us. Also, it's church. It's by attending church, being at church, not neglecting to meet together. Okay, so it's really important to to attend church, to be here. Okay, and you are here, so that's great. <laughs> I'm joking, but um, it it is important. Eh? Okay, and I think this comes. More naturally for us, um, we, are, we are used to it. I think most of us grew up in a way that we attend church. So I want to focus a bit, a bit more on the others. This is also important. This church is really important. It's not less important. But I want to focus a bit more on some of the other things, which are the first one, which is um, small group. Okay? 
So firstly, church, really important. Then small groups is really important. Why small groups? Well, we see that the apostles did it in Acts. We just read about it. I'm going to read us that verse again. It says in Acts 2.46, not on the board, but it says, And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Now, they were doing small group. Okay, so we see this in the first church. That's why we do it. And some of us, maybe we haven't grown up with small group. Now, I haven't. But it's really important. I'm going to show you some other scriptures as well. We read from Exodus 18, from verse 17, where Moses' father-in-law says the following to him. He says, what you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out, for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice, and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. And you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws, and make them know the way in which they must walk and that they must do. Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. That small group. Eh? If we want to take care of everyone, we take, we take care of no one. Eh? Truly taking care of someone. That's why we do small group. To take care for one another. Really caring for one another. In Mark 3, we also see that Jesus appoints the 12. He's working with small groups. He had an inner circle as well. And he sent them out to do the work. I mean, we see this in scripture. If we are not making disciples in this way, we are not making disciples the way Jesus did. I mean, so it's, it's really important that we... This is really important. <laughs> Small group is really important. I think of a story, um, C.S. Lewis shared this story when um, he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. I don't know if you know this, this story, but um, he had, I think he had four or five friends. And um, one of his friends died um, somewhere, I don't know in, in which part, but he felt, yes, it was sad that he died. But he felt that with the other friends that's remaining, he's going to have this opportunity to know them better. Eh, because they are now less people. But he found that the one that passed away brought something out of these people that he couldn't. They brought something out. If I think of, of single um, people, if, even if I think of my wife when we were still young and dating, when we went to... Her friends. I just saw another side of her, which is a good side. But I saw another side of her. Something that I couldn't bring out of her. That they could. And therefore, small group is just so important. Because it brings other stuff out of us. Other things. Maybe ugly things sometimes. But that's how we grow. We think of resistance training. Of, of jamming. Picking up heavy weights. 
That is making us stronger. The small group is, is making us stronger. It's not always the easiest, but it grows us the most. Do not neglect small group. I think there's, there's so big attack on small groups. And it's so important. Okay, our, our third, our second S. So it was church, it was small group, and now we are at self. And I think it speaks for itself. No? We cannot be a Christian if we do not have a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says this in John 17, that this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God. That they may know you. When we look at Ephesians, we see the prayers of Paul. He's praying that these people, may they know you. This is eternal life. That's what he prays for. He doesn't pray for prosperity. He prays for that they may know him. We see in Luke 5, verse 15, Jesus often withdrew and spent time with God and prayed. And we, we know this. You've heard this a lot of times. But it is so important. Are you spending time with God? Are you fighting for time with God? We've, I always think of this. There was never a time that I spent time with God that I thought, ah, yeah, that was a waste of time. And always, it's so great. Why don't we do it more? Why don't we do it more often? Okay. And um, I'll be careful to justify now. Eh? We often think that when we listen to worship on our way to work or when we stand in the shower, it's a great time to talk with God. Yes, it is, and do it, please. <laughs> it's important. But we need to set time aside. And God says, close your door. Pray to him. Spend time with God. It's difficult. That's why I'm saying it a lot. <laughs> okay. Also, another thing that falls under self is accountability. I don't know who of you have heard about the term accountability, but it's spending time one-on-one -on -one with someone else. And choosing someone you, you walk a road with, it can either be long-term or short-term, but to spend time to really reflect on how it's going with your life. Yeah. Maybe take a book out of the Bible, Galatians or James or Ephesians or whatever it may be, and work through that book. And really ask intentional questions. How is it going with your life? And be vulnerable together. That's all also falls under self okay get into accountability and lastly to serve lastly to serve why should we serve well i can again say because the bible says so <laughs> if we look at jesus he's he's the one with the towel around his waist washing his disciples feet all throughout scripture we see that, that serving is the thing that brings us fulfillment. I've never seen a depressed guy is serving other people. Okay. It helps us, it fulfills us to serve one another. When I'm at home and my wife comes and she asks me to do certain things, I feel bad when I do not do those things. <laughs> when I do those things, I feel great. It fulfills me to serve her. That's how God designed it. Serve one another. We, we read from Galatians 5. It says the following, For you were called to freedom, brothers. 
Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's not on the board, but we we also know that scripture out of 1 Corinthians 12, which says the following. The eye cannot say to the hand, it's, it's, it's not on the board. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the heat. The head to the feet, I have no need for you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. So important that you do not underestimate the gift that you bring. Where are we going to sit if there was no one packing out the chairs? On the ground, probably, there. So important that everyone bring their gifts. Not only to church, I mean, but in life. Why are you in Secunda? Why did God, why did God put you in Secunda? He could have chosen a lot of people to be here. Why did he choose you? What are you doing in Shofar Secunda? Ask the Lord these things. He, he wants to show you. We also read in Matthew 25 where Jesus explains the parable of the talents. He speaks and he says that he gave one of them five talents and to the other two and to the other one. And the ones with the five and the two, they went and they used their talents. But with, for the one with the one, he went and buried his talents. And you know, he, he got a bit of a whip. It's, it's important that we bring our gifts doesn't matter how much talents we received God is going to ask us what did you do with what I gave you and when you use them we will hear the words good and faithful servant if you used them well isn't that what we want to hear ne? ask God why did he put you here so I want to end off for us and I we can look at the, at the prayer points at the end. The first one, how do you look different to the world? And what, what we can pray about is obviously the things that we may be conformed to the world. So if we do these things, if we are in this healthy habits, really loving Jesus, we will look different. The way we, we make our decisions the way we think about relationship, the way we think about finances. Jesus will change us. Are we conforming to the world or are we different? What's the type of conversations that you have at the braai? Eh? To ask yourselves, do I look different? Am I the salt to the earth? Am I the light to this world? And secondly, are you growing? Reflect on the year that's almost past. It flies. That day is drawing near. Are you growing in your relationship with Jesus? That's the will of God, our sanctification. He wants us to grow. Okay, and are you bringing your gift? Are you seeking ways to help build the church? So I am going to pray for us. Um, we will then distribute the communion. And I want you to pray together with, over these three points and rush past 
this moment. Pray for one another when you receive the communion. Use it, but then pray for one another in these, in these areas. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just pray. Now, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are showing us, Lord, that you are always speaking to us, Lord. Thank you that we can see how it looks like when we are a healthy church, when I am a healthy church member, what I should be doing. Thank you for your work on the cross. Thank you that it is your will, Lord, for us to be sanctified. Thank you that you want us to grow, Lord. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you will reveal to us where we are not different from this world, where we tend to conform to this world. I pray, Lord, that you will show us how does it look to be radically obedient to you. It's going to look different than the world. And lastly, Lord, I, I pray for open hearts, Lord, that you show us, Lord, where should we bring our gifts? Why did you put me in Secunda? Why am I leaving Secunda? Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are always busy. Always busy sanctifying us, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your work on the cross, Lord. We thank you for communion. I pray, Lord, that we will think about you know, just reflect on our lives, Lord, before we take communion, Lord. Whether we need to forgive, whether we need to repent, to examine ourselves. But thank you for your blood, Lord. Thank you for your body on the cross. We thank you that we can share in this fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen.